Bishop Matthew Adiaminta is an apostle of great faith. God has used him to raise nine people from the dead and perform several miracles, including incredible healings of cancer, HIV AIDS, kidney failures, and many more. He's a healing evangelist, church planter, great teacher, and a mighty prophet who speaks to the nations. He is also an author of many books. In Faith to Faith Hour, he reveals divine secrets and truth. Stay tuned and be blessed. Today I want to share with you doing the work of God. Some of us don't understand why we are Christians. To some of us, being a Christian is to showcase a good character, which is good. But that is not the goal of becoming a Christian. It's not only showcasing a good character. To some of us, being a Christian is always coming to church and receiving miracles. That means we come before God and all that we do is God showing his goodness to us. That is our mentality. Some of us believe that that is Christianity. There is element of truth in that, but that is not the whole truth. Indeed, God always want to show his goodness to his people. He want to bless us. But that is not all the reason why we have to become Christians. To some of us, being Christian is to belong to a church and so that in time of need, you can be supported or people will stand with you. It is good, but that is also not the whole truth. That is part of Christianity. And so, if you are not careful and all that, you're thinking that, oh, I'm in the church, so that when something happens, they will support me. If you reduce your Christianity to that level, you may miss the point. The reason why you are born again and the reason why you are in the church. If also all that you think is, I'm in the church to receive the goodness of the Lord so that the Lord will work miracles in my life. So if I'm not seeing miracles after some time, it means God has disappointed me. You will also miss the mark. Then you need to change your attitude. You need to change your attitude. Hallelujah. And today, I want us to know why God called us. If you are a Christian, you are in a church, it's a call. A call means you've been invited for a specific mission. Hallelujah. Let's see in the book of John chapter 1 verse 35. Again, the next day, after John stood, and two of his disciples. And looking upon Jesus, as he walked, he said, Behold, the lamp of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and said unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted master, where dwelleth thou? He said unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, 
for it was about the tenth hour. Amen. Now, these were John's disciples. These people believed that John may, might be the Messiah. And so they had followed John until they saw Jesus and John pointed to him, this is the lamp of God. That takes away the sins of the world. And when this disciple heard, they followed Jesus. And Jesus asked them, what are you looking for? He said, we want to know where you live. And they went to Jesus' house. And Jesus had a house. But John was living in the desert. John, when you are following John, you don't cook. There's no food for you. Because John was eating locusts and honey. He would catch the locusts and put it in honey and just eat. And he was wearing an animal skin. So the disciples were living in austere situation. And, and listen, so when they went to Jesus' house, they saw Jesus as a place, and maybe that night they had something to eat. They said, oh, we stay with him here. We are not going back to John. Amen. But Jesus knew their thoughts and why they were following him. Now, let's read again in verse 40. One of the two, which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The following day, Jesus will go forth into Galilee and find out Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now, Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guide. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree. So here you see Jesus is calling his disciples. And they are following him. Some of them have their own interpretation. Some said he's the Messiah. Amen. And here we see Nathaniel who came and said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Because in Nazareth, Nazareth had become a byword. When we say you become a byword, it means people make fun of you. They make fun of you. A byword or proverb. And the Bible said we, we should not become what? A byword. He said, God, don't let me become a byword and a proverb to people. That means a laughing stock. A laughing stock to people. 
In Nazareth, they have only comedians coming out of Nazareth. So they were not taken serious. And that is why Nathaniel said, could anything good come out of Nazareth? After Nazareth, they are not serious. The people there, oh, I have not seen any serious person coming out of Nazareth. But thank God, Jesus changed that perception. In the name of Jesus, maybe if your family, people are not taking you serious, this time they will take you serious. Sometimes people look at your life from beginning, they cannot understand what you will become. And they give you all sort of name. Amen. Sometimes you as a child of God, your mission from beginning uh, may not be clear. Your life, things may not be clear. But as a child of God, you need to believe in the prophetic word of God about your life. So here the disciples, Jesus called them. But Jesus had a purpose of calling them. Just as you have been called, there is a purpose. You are not here to be added to the number. You are not just here to be a member of gospel light. And that is all. There is a purpose. There is a mission. The reason why you were called by God. In John chapter 6, 24 to 29. I'm reading from the King James Version. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He seek me, not because he saw the miracles, but because he did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life which the son of man shall give unto you for him has God the father sealed then said they unto him what shall we do that we might work the works of God now Jesus hath fed the people miraculously he prayed over some few loaves of bread and fishes and the people ate and there was essence. So here the people had the impression, if we follow this man, then we will not work, but we will eat all the time. Oh, he's a miracle worker. So the following day, they went looking for Jesus and the disciples. But they had motives. And that's what I want you to know. What is your motive of following Jesus? What is your motive? Of coming to church. Is it the good things of life? Is it because you make your life better? Amen. So they went all the place. And the Bible says they found Jesus. They said, oh, right, but we've been looking for you. Oh, we've been, you know, and I believe maybe they were looking for you. It was a breakfast time. Oh, I mean, he gave us a lunch and we're, this time we are going for our breakfast. And Jesus told them, do not labor for the things that perishes. Do not labor for the things that will perish. But things that will take you to eternal life. For you to become a mature Christian, what is your goal? Is it your goal, heaven, eternal life, 
or the things of the world. And as a believer, you need to know that you need to work for God. So later, they said, how can we work for God? Yes, there is a work to be done. Work number one, that we should preach the gospel. Go and tell others about what the Lord has done for you. In Mark 5, Jesus delivered a man with 2,000 demons. This man was lunatic, a deranged man who was held in chains and he would break it off. But the Bible says this man was delivered. Now in verse 18, and when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil pray him that he might be with him. Habit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and has had compassion on you. So the work number one Jesus wants you to do Go and tell others about him. And how many of you have been doing that? Go and tell others about him. The great things that the Lord has done for you. And it's your number one responsibility. You should go and tell others. To go and tell others means your friends, your relatives, your co-workers, those that you meet on the street. You tell them about Jesus. You tell them about what Jesus had done for you. That is the number one work. Number one assignment. So if you are not telling others, you are being disobedient. If you are not telling others, you are reducing your call only to what you could receive from Jesus. Turn to somebody and say, go and tell others. Amen. So if you are a policeman, tell your other colleagues who are policemen. If you are a soldier, tell them what God has done for you. If you are a teacher, tell your colleagues what the Lord has done. If you are a businessman, tell others. That is the work of God. This man wanted to follow Jesus for what he had done. But Jesus says, go and tell others. And let's look at this man. Verse 20. He said, and he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. This man, this madman, a lunatic, deranged that everybody knew that this was the man who sees the cemetery and because of that we couldn't bury anyone there. This is the man that when you put him in chains, he'll break it. This is the man who was in the tombs crying there at night. And the Bible says he went. Decapolis is made of five regions. It's just like Ghana here. So the man went through five regions of Ghana telling people about what Jesus has done for him. Some of us are dumb. We can't tell others. Rather, others even tell them about what they have had from some strange gods. And that is a shame. 
go and tell others. Now let's find out whether this man, when he preached, it had effect. Now, Jesus went to the other side of the lake. It was when we went to Israel, then I, I got the real understanding. You know, the lake of Galilee, what they call Sea of Galilee, there are towns around this side and that side. So Jesus had now gone to this side. Now on Jesus' return, something happened. Let's look at the Bible. In verse 21, and when Jesus was passing over again, this means the man at this side have told everybody about what Jesus had done for him. Now Jesus is returning. People were ready waiting. How did they know? It's because of this man's testimony. So people were already waiting. Now let's look at people that this man's message had effect on. Verse 22. And behold, there came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee. Jairus heard about Jesus, had faith. If this lunatic, this madman, had been totally delivered and now he has become a preacher, then Jesus can also help me. And the Bible says, Jairus came because he heard about Jesus. Apart from Jairus, there was this woman also who had bled 12 years. She also had the testimony of this lunatic. Then this woman said, I don't even need that the man who laid his hands on me. I only need to hold his clothes. Just touch it. And he, she also was healed. So you see the work that this lunatic man this man was a preacher, but the demons didn't want him to become a preacher. But thank God, Jesus delivered him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus delivered him, and this man became very effective. And both this woman and Jairus, even Jairus' daughter died, but Jesus raised him up. Hallelujah. Preach. And what is preaching? Some of us will say, me, I can't quote scriptures. It's important. My Jesus loved you. He died for you. That also you cannot say it. That also you can't say it. Let's go to the house of God. That also you cannot say it. Give your life to Jesus. That also you cannot say it. That is the work of God. That is the main reason Jesus came to die. So if you are not doing it, it's not only pastors. If you are a chorister, you have to do it. You are usher, you have to do it. You are elder, a pastor, a member, you have to do it. It's not only pastors. Amen. Second Timothy 4, 5. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Do the work of what? Evangelist. What is the work of an evangelist? It's to preach to people about Jesus. So do the work of an evangelist. In the taxis, in the buses, 
you can do the work of evangelist. And you may think that when you speak to people, they will not listen. There are some you preach to them, they will make mockery of you. But the word has gone inside. They will be convicted. I remember years ago, I went to a tailor's shop and um, I started preaching to them and they were making fun. Oh, hell, I know, I know you people at that church. Oh, when you people go, you share the guests. And uh, that is, it makes all kinds of fun. And some of the people were laughing. Then, after two years, there was a church meeting and I, I went there. It was pastor's meeting. And somebody pulled my, my coat. I was entering. He said, do you remember me? I said, no. You forgot in Takwa, that tailor's shop. You came there to preach. And I was the one who even disturbed the people not to hear the gospel. I said, okay, I remember. Then I said, what happened? He said, that day when I went home, I couldn't sleep. Amen. So your duty is to preach the gospel. Speak to others. Invite them to the Lord. And the Lord will take over. And he said, I've been looking for you all these years. Amen. I was invited to the church. And when I entered, a young man came, lighthouse. And he said, I preached a certain place. He was not born again then. He was a student. And that message, he could even quote the scriptures I used. Somebody is waiting for your message. I said, somebody is waiting for your message. Coming to church is not for you to come enjoy the good things of the Lord only. You have a duty. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, help me to preach to others. N number two, you have a work to do. is to pray for your church and pray for your leaders. Doing the work of God. You must pray for the church and you must pray for your leaders. Some of you don't know the reason why scandals will break in churches. Because the church is the number one target of Satan. Satan hates churches. Satan will prefer that there should be a petition bar than church. So sometimes you hear the say, a church has increased, there's too much church, but Boniswa uh, Dawson, in Soria Dawson, so Bonia Dawson. If you hear somebody talking like, he's a son or a daughter of Satan. Why don't they complain about apathy? Because Satan knows that the only thing that can stop him is the church. When you go to maybe Biaba or the clubs, do you hear them preaching that don't fornicate, don't steal? Over there, when you go, the kind of music that they play there. It's a music that will incite you to be more immoral. And then you, you go there and people, they have their bottle of beer in their hands, dancing. And, and, and they are dancing. That's, that's the message there. It is only the church. Say the church. The church. And that is why the devil hates the church. Everything about the church, you know, the, the way they will say it. 
hey, this time, this time, all the church, hey, hey, it, it becomes money, 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 money. You cannot go to disco. Have you ever gone to disco? And, and then they will tell you that over here, don't take somebody's wife. No, it's only the church that will preach the truth to you. It is only the church that will tell you that drinking alcohol is bad. Immoralities is bad. Stealing is bad. So it's only the church. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16. We're reading from verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, by Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee. But my Father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon the, this rock I will build my church. Today, Peter is not there. So Jesus is building his church on you. You are the rock. Amen. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So apart from the church, the gate of hell, can prevail against Flaster House. It can prevail against any army headquarters. It can prevail White House. It can prevail any other place. But it is only the church that the gate of hell. And that is why the devil hates churches and he will say all kinds of things about the church. I'm not saying that the church is perfect. Amen. Because it's the plan of the devil. Let's make the church look bad so that people will not go to church. Hallelujah. So preach the gospel. And you have to pray for our leaders so that God will give us utterance. Romans 15, 30. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that he strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. This is Paul asking the church in Rome to pray with him. We need prayers. The church needs prayers so that Satan cannot attack the church. First Timothy 2.1 I exhort you therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. So you pray for the church and pray for the leaders. Number three, support one another. And this is something, it's another work given to us that in the church we should support one another. We should not bring down one another in the church. Sometimes it's amazing that somebody in the church can even point the weakness of someone who is not a member of the church. Amen. It's amazing. Instead of supporting one another, you rather bring down one another. 1 Thessalonians 5, 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, Support the weak. Be patient towards all men. The feeble-minded. 
there are people, they are not mature with their thoughts, but they are in the church. They need to be supported. They need to be encouraged. They make mistakes. But so, the Bible says we should do what? Support them. There are others, they are weak in so many things. They could be poor and vulnerable. They need to be supported. They could be aged. You know, because of age, they need to be supported. I'm not also saying that because of that, you take advantage of one another. There are some people because, oh, support one another, everything. Oh, the bishop says support. Support. Hallelujah. So one of the work is to support one another. Don't expose people's weakness. I've had occasion that I have to really deal with some members of our church. I remember years ago, somebody would just say, oh, this person is owing me. Then you go and bring police and you are the one even showing where he can. You know, you stand here. When we close from church, you you a member of a church. I'm not saying cover. The Bible didn't say that. But the word support is a very heavy word. Amen. Acts 20, 35. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring he out to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So support also means give to people who are poor. Give to people who are naked. Cover their nakedness instead of laughing. Amen. It's part of the work of God to help one another to carry their burdens. Let's read the scripture. Galatians 6, 2. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. When we support one another, we are fulfilling the laws of Christ. Instead of exposing their wickedness, telling others about all the bad things about them, we should bear. And one thing you bear with them in prayer, some people really need prayer. Amen. You need to pray for them. And you need to support them physically. You need to talk to them. You need to encourage them. That is what a believer should do if you're really born again. It's the work of God. When we are talking of the work of God, that is the work of God. One of the work is to support prisoners. Matthew 25 verse 35. For I was hungry. And he gave me meat. I was thirsty. And he gave me drink. I was a stranger. And he took me in. Amen. These are the words of God. These are the words of God. Hungry. When people are hungry. Some of us we eat and throw away food. Leftovers. You go to our beans. Filled with leftovers. Sometimes the fridge, a lot of food, ah, then you have to defreeze it. And after defreezing, the food is also defreeze. And then every, all the nutrients defreeze. And people are hungry. He said, I was hungry. And he did not feed me. I was thirsty. And he did not give me drink. Naked. And he clothed me. Ah, 
Sometimes the word dropper is full overflowing. Let me tell you how to get breakthrough. Sometimes the very thing you love most, give it out and see what God will do. It's not easy. I was sick. The work of God is to visit the sick people. How many of you have been visiting the sick among us? Visit the sick. Some of you even, when you don't see anybody in the church, you don't care even to find out. Visiting the sick. I'm telling you, this is the real work of God. Then shall the righteous answer him and say, Lord, when saw we thee and hungry and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or then saw we thee sick in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Some of us will ask, How possible we saw you? Amen. The last one, support the church financially, is the work of God. Pay your tithe. Some of you pay tight, but you don't pay correct tight. You underpay tight. And as people of God, it's our work. Let's look at Luke chapter 8, verse 1. And it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village, preaching, showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits, infirmities. Mary Madeline, Mary called Madeline, out of whom went out seven devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, her steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. Jesus needed to go out, preach the gospel in all city. And it comes with a cost. It comes with money. And this woman, out of their own substance, supported. God wants us to support the work. And as I've told you, without a church, hey, if men are not born again in a church, the thing that will happen is, you, you, if God is saying, men, okay, I give men one week to do their own thing. Any kind of sin. And I will, after one week, you see what will happen. Amen. The complaints that I will receive here in the same way. So it takes the gospel. Some people, it takes the gospel to tame them. And that is why we need to. And that's why you need to preach. And that's why you are in a church. You might belong to a group. Sometimes we want people, you know, some there are days the church have about three or four, five activities. And we need people. And some of you will come find you. Sometimes funerals will come find you. You are neither in any group. Amen. We must work the work of God. You welcome to worship with us, Gospel Light International Church, next to Orion Cinema, in Chroma Circle. 
or visit any of our branches near you. Please call us for deliverance, prayer, and counseling. Call 0261-984-098. If the Lord has touched you to financially partner us for this broadcast or scholarship for needy students as well as for rural missions, send your donations to Equibank Account, Gospel Light International Church, account number 0300-944-023-99401, Ring Road Central Branch. We hope to see you. God bless you.